It's Let's Talk Bikes, baby. I'm your host, Bob Vigil. This episode is brought to you by the Squeaky Wheel Bike Shop, AV's local bicycle superstore. All right, let's get to it. Hello, all you bike nerds and cycle fanatics. Welcome to episode number five of Let's Talk Bikes, where we talk about everything bicycle-related. Today, we're on uh, part two of Nick Hilton. We learned a lot about him and his life, his uh, antics, his tricks, his coaching, uh, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's just really cool to listen to some kids so motivated and uh, dedicated um, to his craft and building the van and just traveling. It's amazing uh in this episode we're going to talk about his uh what he's doing next and his view and take on the red bull rampage which is pretty freaking amazing to get somebody in here that was at the front line to tell it how he tells it not from what you saw on the on the tv um pretty great so uh i mean it's hard to put into words because i i got so excited in this and um, but um, let's let's introduce get Nick back in here. All right, Nick. So part one was great, great stories, a lot of fun. But part two here is transition into um, man, like Nick two like on the bigger stuff. Like I think now he's now you're doing more um, bigger tricks and going bigger. So tell me about like where you're at on next level, Nick. Like where are we at? So. Um, I would say really what's going to be, you know, the focus from here on until whenever is, uh, definitely bike school is going to be like one of my main priorities. But now that, uh, now that like a lot of the main editing is out of the way, it won't take as much time as it did through the past year. So riding basically the better I am at riding bikes and the more I ride bikes, the better that is for people in bike school. So, um, marketing. Yeah. And just like marketing. the more I can know about myself and about what's going on, the better I can help people and watching students in bike school progress motivates me to be better. And, um, but what I've realized is, uh, if I want any kind of longevity in career, uh, slope style for me is not the place anymore those guys are just so advanced. They're doing so many technical tricks and I just don't get the enjoyment out of those technical tricks that I once did. I'd rather do, you know, a 50 foot step down backflip, or I'd rather, you know, do a big Superman or a like, so basically what I'm getting at is I would rather start getting more into filming like free ride and being more of like an all mountain rider and just riding like downhill bikes and free ride bikes and jumping off cliffs. And because yes, on the surface, jumping off cliffs seems way more dangerous, but when you're not doing all those technical tricks, you're actually crashing a lot less. Yes. When you hit the ground, you're probably going to hit the ground a lot harder, but I can ride my downhill bike for four months and only crash one time. Whereas if I'm riding my hardtail working on slope style tricks, I'm crashing 10, 20, 30 times a day. So you kind of just have to go off. It's kind of like racing motocross. Like if you're doing yeah. freestyle motocross, you're probably crashing a lot more. But when you're racing motocross, you're when you crash, you're definitely going to crash pretty hard, but you can go a lot longer without crashing. Yeah. Racing, like watching supercross, there's hardly any crashes. There might be here and there, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's cool. Um, I mean, it, it's natural progression. Like you, I mean, part one, you're always being challenged in some way. And you've done it all. So I think that, or I believe that, um, the bigger stuff is getting a lot of attention. Of course, we just came off of rampage. So it's a lot of, that's obviously resonating, but I think that, um, I think the slope style stuff's great, but it doesn't get the attention. I feel like, I mean, I'm not fully engulfed in that scene, but like, it doesn't get the attention like it used to be. Um, I think someone videos probably get the most attention <laughs> than anything or guys like that. Um, but the rampage, the bigger stuff has always got the biggest crowds, the biggest tension. Cause it just seems to be the gnarliest technical is great. Um, like the, 
pump track racing and the technical slope style stuff is, is always great, but doesn't get the attention. So that that's a good transition for you. Cause it's next level, Nick. Um, so are you, are you going to try to compete in that kind of stuff? Is that the goal or, um, so when I first went to rampage in 2015, uh, I was a digger for Nikolai and he fell off a cliff. Um, and that really ruined rampage and the idea of riding bikes anywhere near a cliff or anything like that for a while. It took me, it took me a few years to like really get out there. And every time I go out there, I have to spend about three, four days just walking around on the ridges and really like get my, I call it my Utah legs. Um, because the, the heights are, they're real. And, um, I'm much more comfortable on my bike there than I am walking and standing. Uh, and it's taken me a long time to learn that and trust my bike skills. But so with that said, it wasn't until maybe the last year that I've even thought of the idea of competing in rampage, even remotely fun or something that I would want to do. If I was seriously sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to go spend the rest of the year this year and next year out in Utah, only ride out there and pretty much just try to put in a video at the end of August. I think it's possible for me to have a top to bottom run. I wouldn't say it's possible for me to like win or podium, but I think it's possible for me to survive and hold my own. Um, but otherwise there are other free ride events happening. There's a lot in Mexico. They always do these ones in Mexico where it's kind of like, it's like a mix of downhill, but then also like big jumps. It's pretty much like trying to achieve the same type of riding as rampage, except not on a, a cliffside. And I would love to do events yeah. like that. Like there's another fun. I think they were talking on, um, I think during rampage there's another um, guy out there that was talking about how he was a digger for someone and he was like no interest. And then he ended up, now it's competing. You remember that was there's, there's somebody else out there. Very similar story. I remember who remember they were talking about it. I can't remember who it was, but um doesn't sound like you're alone. I mean, I mean, this place is massive and you got to get comfortable. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I want to go someday, but I just, I just know it's massive. You can just tell. Um Now, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, and a lot of hate, I guess I kind of read about how that's getting more slope style and not so much about rampage bitch being raw and big, but I think that's what makes it so exciting. And I think if you're not wanting to do slope style stuff might be probably a little tough to, you could probably do it. You know, you got Kyle straight doing kind of more big stuff than tr big tricks. You know, he does the no hander stuff, but it's not, it's not like what Seminick's doing. So well, what do you think about that? Like, I mean, what's your take? So first to note on the, on the slope style, I'm still super into, you know, backflip tail whips and three down whips. Like the, basically any slope style tricks that you're going to see in rampage over the next couple of years are all things that I'm still going to be doing. Oh, it's the, it's the new, it's the new wave of slope style. The, the Emily Johansson's, the Eric Fedko's, the 360 bar whip bar the three double whip bar, like that is not my style. The technical stuff. That, yeah, the super tech stuff that you'll never see people doing on an enduro bike and rampage. Like, you know, doing one tail whip or a backflip bar spin or something in rampage, like that's uh, definitely not something that like is going to shy me away from it. Um, I've been saying for the last two years, when is somebody going to ride a single crown fork at rampage? Yeah. Like I, I knew it was going to be soon. Um, so when Brandon came out, with it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I said the same thing. I, I pointed like, yep, that makes sense. You know, yep. um, I was super excited about it. I was a little bit like, man, steer tube, head tube, hold up. Oh yeah. I've done, I've done quite a lot. Uh, I rode, uh, my friend reads, uh, Yeti. He has a, you know, SB 165. That's what he rides as a downhill bike. Yeah. But he has the same one without the dual, the, without the triple clamps. And, um, I, I've jumped that off of some hefty stuff. And so is he. And so I know, I knew it would hold up and that's the thing, you know, you said there's a lot of, a lot of hate about rampage. And, um, I think anyone who, uh, hates on it, uh, they don't get it. Um, so the thing is, is 
I know people want Rampage to be like raw and just, you know, raw. Um, you, if, if, if all those guys went out there with only a rake and it was like, make your way from the top to the bottom, uh, one, there would be a lot of injuries more than there are, but two, they would be making their way down the mountain very slow, uh, very sketchily. And all of the drops would be, uh, a quarter to a third of the size at most. And there would be no jumps. I don't think people understand that we, I say we, they're not building big manicured landings out there so that it looks good. When, when you want to jump uh, a cliff drop, that's, you know, 50 feet tip to tip. That means it's probably 30 feet down and probably 35 feet down and like 38 feet out ish. Um, that's like jumping off of a three story building Nuts. and then jumping the entire parking lot that way. And so I think a lot of people, they don't understand that in order to do that, you have to build a very tall, steep landing and the wider it is, the more room for error you have. And so it's not about like, you know, the landings, they look manicured, but it's because they have to be as hard pack as you can get it in those two weeks that you're building for rampage. Cause if it's too soft, you're going to land and get bucked and it's got to be steep. Well, they need, they need safety. I mean, that's yeah. Right. You got to have safety net and that, that width is going to help. With that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the bigger, the steeper and the better the landing is built, the higher you can jump from. And I think, you know, they said there's a lot of hate and they're like, Oh, it needs to be more raw if you were to jump off of a cliff and land just in the natural hillside, you'd max out at about 20, 25 feet before your bike just kind of right. not explodes, but like eats into the sand and you get bucked over. Like it needs. Well, my initial thought was like, and this is, I mean, I don't know anything. You you would know this stuff. My initial thought was like, Oh, that's just guys who don't know how to do the big tricks. Like they're not comfortable in the air doing the tricks. So all of a sudden you got guys, you know, doing these technical tricks in the air when everyone else is just trying to get to the bottom, maybe do something simple and just make it look good. It, is that the case you think, or what do you think is like, what's that stemming from? Um, I mean, I would say, yes, there's definitely uh, I think there's definitely politics and rampage and there's definitely like, um, you know, there's the guys who don't want to get pushed out. And as, you know, now that Brandon opened up the door for a single crown, uh, there are going to be a whole new wave of riders coming in. Uh, I mean, definitely though, just because you add in some tail whips and some slope style tricks still doesn't mean that you're going to get a bunch of slope style riders to go up there because most people will not go to the top of that venue because it's gnarly at the top, like riding the top, like just because you can tail up a drop doesn't mean you have the actual bike skills to ride the top or the nerve. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's not even about just being able to ride it. Like at rampage, I think the gnarliest thing is the fact that once you build your line, you have to test it. There's oh, no yeah. course builder testing it for you. You're out there testing it. And that's when a lot of guys get broke off is because they test it and they misjudge the speed just slightly and takes them out of the whole event. And so like you still have to be, such a good bike rider to do that. And you need to have this full, this full run. You need to have a big drop. You need to have a gnarly Ridge. And when you can put it all together, like it takes a lot of experience. It doesn't just take a couple tricks in one, one slam you're out like in practice or whatever, like typically like it's so big. Right. But I mean, but think about though, like even rampage early on, it was about the package. Like it was about the package. Like, maybe they weren't doing the slope style stuff. Now wasn't what Brandon's doing, but like it still was the package back then. Whoever did the tricks had the big run still kind of won. Oh yeah. You know, so it's, it's the same thing. It's just, I call it, and you would call it bright progression. Like it's just the progression. So if you, if you're not into it, then I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, I like the, I like Travis Pichano a lot. So remember when he did the single crown dirt bike for, oh, yeah, and it with snapped. The yeah. Yeah. And like, I thought that was so cool. I was so into it. And I, that's where I saw like Brandon. I'm like, Oh, don't <laughs> like, don't pull up a straw. Like, but, um, and I remember watching that live. Cause I was so thought that this was so cool. Like this opens up so much tricks to mode. It didn't, didn't pan obviously, but, um, 
But yeah, it's, it's the package. These guys got to go out there. They got to perform. They got to go big and they got to do cool shit. That's what Red Bull wants, right? That's oh, yeah. what the sponsors want. That's what everybody wants. That's They're selling out tickets already as it is. And now it's like that just gives them more ammo to have more more like shirts and hats and sell more to more networks or whatever it is. That's what they need. They need this to be pumped up. So I think it's super cool. Um, I mean, so you just, you just got back, um, just getting there. Like, what was the vibe? I know they moved, uh, venues last minute. Like, what was the vibe on that? Was everybody cool? Um, I don't know all the story. I mean, maybe you can kind of tell as you, as you want or. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't there actually when they started digging. Um, I had left, uh, the day before we had finished up our own project, but, um, yeah, so they were originally going to do a brand new venue for this year. And then, because usually it's two years at every venue and then they move. So 2018, 2019 had a venue and then they uh, didn't do it in 2020. And then, so for this year, a couple weeks before the event, or yeah, three, three weeks-ish, they decided to do it at the 1617 site. And... You know, I was with Reed Boggs the whole time and he just got in as an alternate. And, you know, at least the talk amongst us was that how how is it going to go when they start digging? Because it's always been like, you know, people, certain people have seniority, certain people have been there longer, like because you're you're fighting for real estate on the mountain. Yeah. And you've already dug a, a course. Yeah. So previously. now when you're at yeah. 16, 17 and you've got guys who have existing lines, lines that they have won on or lines that they've gotten, you know, podium. It's like, you I'm know, not they're, not, they're not, yeah, they're not going to give that line. And uh, for Reed, he was just spending a lot of time uh, watching videos from different, from those years. And they decided on like where they wanted to do the line. And they wrote, I think some stuff from uh, bear claws, old line, yeah, from 2016 or 17 and um yeah they uh ended up being the only people to ride that ridge no one else even wanted anything to do with that ridge so they had they had no drama they were just able to to build so but it's because nice, of that nice stress i didn't really hear about any other drama because oh. they weren't a part of it oh cool and i think i think everyone else had already competed except for like jackson riddle so i'm Pretty sure everything went pretty smooth for everyone because Jackson. You get a drama, only, right? Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's cool. I mean, I mean, I think it worked out great. Nobody complained about rampage. I mean, last minute move, guys. You know, I, I think it went off. I mean, it seemed like it went off on the hit. I watched a little bit here and there. Um, so and he he did, uh Reed got third. I mean, that's yeah from huge. an alternate like that's. Yeah, got in three days before the event. That's so cool. And then ended up third place. Uh, cool being a part it. of that, right? Like, yeah, on your end, like again, like everything we talked about. Like now you are you're part of like a camp that's like this guy is like he's in you know he's got your back and he's just doing big things and you're just right there with him. Yeah, no, it's it's dope because he's just like you know I wouldn't say I have necessarily anything to do with his rampage success. No, that's but all like on him, it's just but. it's just being a part of something larger than yourself that you're into it's your passion right like that's yeah, what I look just, at. just like you know i feel like him and i have like a pretty solid support system like uh you know i'm i was with his dad and uh you know the rest of his family kind of you know there that were in between runs and my phone starts vibrating and you know it's read on the phone and he's at the top of the mountain you know just prepping for his second run he's like oh what do you think of the run like do you think it's good should i change anything and it's like it's kind of cool like, no, I'm not a rider up there on this event right now, but like, it's cool that he like values, like, like my pep talk that I have for him. Like, Insane. That's like, that's, it was pretty dope. Like that was a good, good moment. And then when he comes down, he stomps the run and you hear the score, like, you know, I'm sitting there, he lands the run and I'm like 84, 84, 84, 84. And then they say it, 87. And it was like, oh my God. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal was, moment. Right. It like, was crazy. Like, we all ran down to the finish corral. His dad ran through the bottom of the course. Yeah. Like. Dude, it's one thing to so be good. there as a spectator and watch, but like there's only a few people that get to be a part of it. You know, like it's a handful of people. I mean, maybe more than a handful, but like in a nutshell, like to be part of something so big, like you've prepped yourself for this and you've positioned yourself well for this. 
And um, now you're just in the middle of like just such a the biggest event ever, right? Yeah. And with the coolest guys ever doing the coolest tricks ever. Like it's the it's the it's the event of the century, the event of the year. Like nothing's bigger. Um, and and a lot of cool things happened this year with mountain biking and like World Cups and you know I mean there's a lot of really cool races and a lot of people doing really big things and but like this is it like and you're in the middle of it and you're out there running screaming like <laughs> after getting a call from like is this what should I do like yeah. you know like oh, unreal unreal like oh, I don't know it's hard to even put it into words for me like I just just you know it's just such big bike nerds you yeah know? and it's just it's just crazy because like. I think rampage just brings out like the craziest like emotions in people because you're so stressed out the whole time. And what's well, gnarly. It's like it's, when, when Reed called me, Tom Van Steenbergen is still on the ground being attended to by, um, you know, by paramedics and yeah. got, he got quite, quite hurt. And, you know, a bunch of people, a couple of people got taken out in practice and it's just like, you know, every time you hear someone like is out of the event, you're like, ah, it's like they built for two weeks and then a heartbreaker. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it didn't feel good because yeah. you, you hit the ground pretty hard when you fall down out there. Oh man. I, I, I know those guys put it all on the line and to get hurt. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta, it's definitely tough, but I think I feel like a lot of the guys take it with good stride. Cause they, a lot of guys realize that, they've made it here and they got hurt doing it and they tried and they like, it's probably a bummer cause they got sponsors and they got a lot riding on themselves and they have a team, you know, it's, they brought a lot out there, but like just to be there, like it's such a cool thing. And hopefully they keep that on their shoulders and not, not let it get to them. Cause that's, it's a pretty big deal to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Now I haven't been there. I want to go, like I said, but what's it like um, from your perspective being down there watching each rider come down and, and how close are you to, to, to seeing these guys and their tricks? Because I see it on TV and you know, you get the close up, right? But like, are you at a position where you can see almost every run and see how cool they are? Like what's, what's it like on that, that end? So, uh, some venues it's better than others. Uh, 2018, 2019, uh, the entire venue was straight on to you. It was almost like you were looking at it in 2d. So you actually could see, except for like two riders at the very end of their run, they went somewhere uh, behind this like knoll that you couldn't see. If you were on a different spectators ridge, you could see that part, but then you'd miss a lot of the middle. Um, but that one I think had the best vis- visibility. The one that we were at now, uh, the whole spectators ridge, you could see most of it you could see all the big drops. They all five were right in front of you. And then Reed's Ridge was off to the right. And so you could see them come through, but a lot of times you kind of see them disappear. Cause you'd have like a kind of a Ridge in front of you. And then once they got to the bottom, you couldn't really see them anymore, depending on where you were standing. And, uh, someone like Jackson riddle disappeared in between ridges for a good section of his run, just for like a couple tricks. Um, but when you're standing there, they start out, you know, like an ant, like an ant up there. Yeah. Like you need binoculars because they're they're quite small. And even once they're at the like their big drops, you know, it's still probably 500 yards away from you. So I don't think the audience really grasps how big it is yeah. or like Cam Zink and Kyle Strait shoot. I don't think people understand that that's like a thousand vertical feet of a shoot. And if you go up there and stand and you're like, dude, if I like stepped off this right now, I would roll down pretty much probably to your death. Yeah. They're, they're skidding the whole way down. Oh yeah. It's, it's I, very, I very steep yeah. and it is, and it's not easy to get up there. Like no. you got to like walk around the mountain. And, um, if you've ever like hiked an old rampage site, one, you kind of realize how difficult it can be to like hike bikes up there sometimes. Um, and once you're standing up there on these ridges and like you have steep, steep terrain and cliff drop offs to your right and to your left, like you start to get, at least I do, you get kind of dizzy. And then, you know, you step to the edge of a, of a drop. And like I said, sometimes it's like looking out of a three or four story building window. Gnarly. And so crazy. 
I think what makes it worse than looking out of a three or four story window is that that's to the top of the landing, but to the bottom of the landing is another 50 to a hundred feet down. And I think you just, you have to see it in real life to like full on. There's a difference between seeing and feeling on everything. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. And I mean, you said that go around the mountain to get to the top. Um, I had to hike to the top of Fontana my downhill bike to race every time. And I felt like I was going to die. Like it's, and it was just like, in comparison, it's like the little tiny hill, you know? So I'm like, God, I hated hiking that. And you're talking about going to this giant mountain and ride down. And, and then you can't get that many runs either because you, you got to hike forever to get to the top, unless you have a helicopter or drone, take your bike or something stupid at the top. But I mean, how many runs can you practice that? I mean, what are these guys doing? I mean, so Almost to my knowledge, there's a couple guys that will ride their line top to bottom in practice. Uh, generally, though, it's usually about like linking one to two to three features together at a time. Um, you know, the last like three days, you kind of just you want to just tick the boxes off, right. and um, then like usually your first run is probably the first time that you're actually linking the entire run top to bottom. But you kind of learn, okay, this drop into this jump leaves me with this much speed, and I know I've hit this jump into this next jump. So now I'm just going to have to scrub speed off the drop because I was coming from the landing. And now, so you're kind of just like making these these adjustments. And I've I've ridden out there, you know, not in rampage, but enough to like know what that feels like to be right. like, okay, we hit this feature and now we're climbing up higher. So now we have way more speed, but we have to like remember what the old speed was. Right. And slow it down. So from like from my perspective on on screen, like when they come in to some of those uh, points of dropping in, it looks like there's like five lines like going off one section. Like how do you how do they they have markings on up there we can't see that says hey you're gonna go this way a blue arrow or like you follow that or is it just by memory? Uh, It's mostly just by memory. (sighs) Crazy. Uh, That's that's kind of like the most comp. That's the hardest thing I I think about like linking the whole thing together is it's very easy to like take the wrong turn. That's what it looks like to me. And you know, they may do their own thing to be like, okay, I know that this is mine. I know uh, when we build stuff in Utah and I know they do it for rampage as well. Any lip that's blind, you put rocks on the lip. Um, So if you're going, so say you're, you know, you have a, a flat step, like big old drop lip. When you're coming up to that, all you see is that, and then it just goes into the abyss. And, you know, your drop may be off-centered from the lip. It may be a little bit tilted. So if you go up on to the rampage site, you'll see every little step-down lip or flat drop, anything that's blind, has a two lines of rocks, and it's basically tires go in between here. Sometimes they're, like, right off to the right, and sometimes they're like right off to the left or even a little bit at an angle. Sometimes they're far apart. Like, Hey, you've got all of this. And sometimes it's like a, there's like a code basically. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a tire with it's basically. So when you're coming in, you're like, okay, as long as my tires are going right here, I'm lined up to where I want to land. Cause otherwise if you had a three foot wide lip, but you can only hit the right of it or you're going to miss the landing. Yeah. You don't want to forget that. No, I, I, I can imagine like if you hit the wrong line, it's and you, yeah. It's you, the same with like rock rolls too. Like if they have like a big rock roll or a shoot, they'll line up rocks, you know, so that way they don't have to creep up and then be like, Oh, I'm in the wrong spot. Put a foot down and start over. It's kind of like roll right between the rocks. And then, you know, you're lined up for the that's line cool. that you've chosen. So if you've ridden it like five or six times and you know, where your rocks are. This is your spot. Then it makes it easier. Yeah. It just doesn't look like that on, on screen, you know? No, you would never see there. Like, I mean, the rocks only, yeah, you, you just see them like going off this knuckle, I guess I would call it like, and there's a bunch of lines and you're going, are you going the right line? Like, cause it's, yeah. Well, and if you just built it, you probably know what your berm looks yeah. like, you know, it's just crazier. Like just being the spectator, not being there. Like you yeah. just, as, as I look at that, I'm like, man, do you just want the wrong line? Hopefully it's the right line. Cause it could be serious. Yeah, you would definitely not want to hit somebody else's jump. You yeah, not know the speed for well, you. You just mess up everything. Like yeah. you just, you just blow yourself up. That's crazy. Um, what was, um, the single thing that blew your mind there? Like what, what did you see? Um, that just you as a professional athlete doing the same stuff. Now you're into it 
and something that you just were like, no way. Tom's front flip. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I've seen Tom front flip things before and I've, I know Tom is known for big front flips and usually, usually at an event, uh, I've done my research. I've talked to a lot of people and usually I'm pretty aware of what's going on. Cause usually I'm there, like when I'm at rampage, I'm often there as a photographer. So I'm making my way around the mountain for two weeks. I'm, you know, I'm getting in people's ears. I'm kind of strategizing with people. And this time I was just, you know, full spectator just there with Reed and didn't have a camera. So I kind of just like for the first time ever, just stayed out of it. Chilling. So I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I knew what to expect with Brandon and some other riders, but um, I thought Tom was going to flip that drop. And um, when he didn't caveman in, uh, I was like, Ooh, that's going to kind of mess with his head a little bit. And then he got, he was kind of a little, you know, looked a little uncomfortable at the top. And I was like, Oh, is he still going to flip this? Or is he just going to like, you know, chill, go back for the second run. And, you know, usually when you see someone about to flip a drop, they'll compress in the front of the bike to pull back. And as he was approaching it, I'm looking dead on to it. And I saw his, his chest go back and it, it clicked right there. What was about to happen. And then he just pops forward and everything was just silent for a second. It felt like Did everybody hold their breath. Yeah. And then he <laughs> lands it perfect. And it was just like, you couldn't help but just scream because that was literally like a 50 foot front flip drop. Is that a record? A biggest front flip drop ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. When Kurt Sorge flipped that same drop in 2016 or 17, I think it was 16. It was the biggest like step down flip that had been done. And then Tom front flipped it this year. And yeah. And then unfortunately, um, you know, came in after the front flip too fast into that step down over rotated the flip. And, uh, yeah, I got pretty hurt. Uh, had a eight hour surgery a couple days ago. It was oh, successful. No. Um, so he's on the road to recovery. But that flip Wishing was heard the around the world though. I mean, oh, yeah, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy. He's okay. I think everybody would probably be the same, but like I saw that too. And I was like, damn, you know, yeah. but I didn't see it from your perspective. So that's why. Well, luckily my perspective was once he went over the bars on the crash, couldn't see him. So I didn't actually have to see him hit the ground, but of nice. course, you know, being in that position before I know exactly what he did. Yeah. I know how he hit. I don't even have to, I've still never watched the clip. I don't need to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's always spooky when, when, you know, someone doesn't get up. Uh, it's never, never a good thing. No, especially when they, you see it happen. I saw it and then they pan to like some random footage. Like, of yeah, them. it's like, you're like, okay, like they're, this isn't, this isn't good right now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm not, you know, close with Tom by any means, but like, you know, first name basis, we know each other. And like, you know, someone you just like saw and talked to the day before. And then you just like, dude, like hopefully this guy's okay right now. Cause yeah. this is not good. Consequences are huge, man. That's, that's yeah. why it's called rampage, right? Like it's, it's massive. It's huge. It's not, it's not the little mini drop section zone. It's like, no, this is big. This is real life. Like it's there real, is, yeah, there's serious. real consequences that can happen. Oh yeah. Um, and thankfully he's okay. I mean, you know, prayers his, him and his family for, you know, the quick recovery for himself and everybody being there to help him. Yeah, that's, that's what it takes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about riddle, right? Like, Jackson. I, yeah. Like I, just fill me in on that whole thing. Like your perspective, like where you're at, it seems like that's probably one of the, the biggest upsets I think of like, they felt like he was probably had a better run than he got scored. I mean, what's, what's your take? What'd you see? So, uh, first going to say, uh, I've been riding with Jackson since he was like a Grom. Oh, that's awesome. And oh yeah, like, it's been really cool to see him go from like this quiet kid, like who kind of rides a mountain bike to like still a quiet kid. Who's like really good at riding mountain bike. Um, yeah, just like, uh, has has a different understanding of what he's capable of on the bike. And, um, you know, I definitely, I definitely think that Jackson was underscored, but it would, it'd be hard to talk about Jackson being underscored without comparing him, you know, 
one by one to every uh, every other rider. Because in my personal opinion, yes, there's a couple couple riders that I think maybe should have been up a spot or two, but when it comes down to it, I think the judging was quite fair overall. Um, and I, I think Jackson, Jackson was one of my favorite runs to watch. And I think he was definitely underscored because he didn't do any, because he didn't do any flips or spins. But I think what people need to understand is that what he did do is way more risky. I think people have forgotten or just because like a, a no foot can or like a Superman, maybe a trick that someone learns before a flip. It doesn't mean that a flip should score higher. A flip to me is less risky when you're taking your feet off way up on a cliff side like that. They're way out there too. Yeah. No. And he way out there. And, um, he's doing them on jumps that are pretty unorthodox. He's whipping the bike out on his Superman's, and he's going extremely high on everything. And that hip that he had at the top that he blasted, that jump is huge. And yeah. I think the one thing, though, the reason why Jackson didn't score, he didn't have a big drop. Hmm. And I would say, you know, I think he could have gotten rewarded more for the tricks that he did do. But I think when it comes down to it, the judges want you to have a big drop of some sort rampage. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the classic classic rampage, right? Yep. So, I mean, if you're taking boxes, that would make sense. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, the experience, like I think Jackson, Jackson's going to be a rampage winner. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. And, um, I think, you know, he'll come in next year with more experience and be like, okay, cause I think he should keep doing the tricks that he was doing because I think they will be rewarded if he adds a big drop. And to me, that's like really the only thing missing is like he had so much style, so much flow. He had speed. He just needed one big drop for the judges. And I think, I think the judges just automatically went, Oh, you don't have a big drop. Then you're automatically like below this. I'm not a judge. We're not judges. I don't know exactly how they do it, but I would imagine that like, if that's one of the things that they, you know, predetermine early like here's what we want to see for a winning run that would make a lot of sense like i said yeah. like that would make a lot of sense but i mean this is his first time and, and i mean here's the deal it's the old like bad press is is always good press right so he might not have scored as high that people might think he might not have um been where he wanted to be but man he got so much attention he oh yeah you know what i mean he he was the he's the talk of the town right he's on the positive side like even though Brandon is getting like the time of his life right now, he's on cloud, whatever he's, he's sponsors loving him. He's already plastered everywhere. Like it's pretty big deal for him. And that's what he needs, what he wants. That's what he trains for and loves. Um, and he's like the best for sure. But like Jackson, like he got like the man of the hour. Like everybody knows who he is now. He's, he got talked about like left and right because of it. So I think that's a huge pump. I would be pumped. I mean, no, and he, he should be pumped. He is yeah. pumped. Like he's very, very positive kid. Like very, just like stoked to be there for the experience. And he knows what he's capable of. And like I said, I think he'll come back and he'll win that thing. Yeah. And it's one thing I think to like, to get like an attaboy, you did great this year. You got, you got ninth. Like that's cool. Next year you'll come back better. But it's another thing to be like, dude, you killed it. Everybody thinks you, you just could have scored higher. Like it's gotta be a huge, like, nice push into next next go round. Like it's not just like, oh, you'll do better next year. It's like, no man, you deserve it. Like, yeah. It's huge head pump. That's awesome. Um anybody else that like stands out that um that you want to maybe talk about that you thought was I don't know, something you saw, something uh definitely uh, someone that I would have wanted to see ride is Brage. Um I yeah, had, who doesn't want to watch him? I mean, I had never heard of Brage until uh, Real X Games, the, the the X Games MTV video right. parts came out, and um, he's way bigger than I thought he was. He's you know he's got like two hundred and fifty k on on Instagram, and he's Norwegian, and uh, he got the the Spirit Award so, at yeah. Rampage, and uh, just like so pumped on 
bikes and he's only 22 years old and really he's like a foot taller than me and like just <laughs> uh, maybe he's like not that viking. much taller yeah no that's what they call him they call him the viking i didn't even know that but yeah. it, just, it looks like a viking to me yeah, yeah they funny. call him the viking he's just like i mean the drop that took him out is the tallest drop to ever be at rampage you know that's wow. when we talk about a 50 foot step down or a 50 foot drop that could mean many things you know, that could mean 50 feet down and zero feet out, or it could be, you know, 35 feet down, 35 feet out kind of gives you, cause it's always tip to tip. So it could be further down than out or further out than it is down. Brage's 47 foot drop was like eight feet out and 47 feet down. That's and insane. I don't even So know. it was just like when you, Unreal. when you hit a drop, that's more down than out, you're going slower. Right. And the slower you're going, the harder it is, one, to judge well, You're going to catch so much momentum, you, you don't want to come in hot, right? Yeah, well, and, like, you know, if you have to go distance, you come in faster. But when you're going faster through the air, you're more stable. And it's also, the faster you have to go, the easier it is to judge the speed. When you go really slow, it's kind of hard. And so he just popped and just had this free fall. And the second he popped, he knew it was going to case. Yeah. And just had a free fall. Well, it's the floating, the right? Like if you're jumping off, you've got speed and you, you, you've got enough momentum, your wheels are spinning fast and you can carry your bike yeah. straight. But if you drop it straight down, you just, then you're just floating, yeah, hoping you, you just have get no it. no wheel spin. And yeah. yeah. And it's just. Makes sense. Yeah. So it took him out and his, his line was going to be what all the, a lot of people want is his, it was raw and it was just. Sendy and yeah. uh, would have been would have been really cool, but I I have a feeling he'll be back for oh, sure. Oh yeah, I mean, but probably new venue maybe again because oh, three definitely, times now definitely be a new venue. They won't yeah. do the same one again. So who knows what what they'll come up with with next go around? Um, aside from the athletes, like what's how's the like what's the feeling with like the spectators? Is it rowdy? Is it crazy? Like I. I mean, I've been to some hockey events where up in the nosebleeds and those dudes are gnarly, you know, like motocross guys are pretty okay. But like, is it, is it crazy down there? Is it like a big party and gnarly or is it more just people just hanging out in lounge chairs, just watching? What's it like? Uh, it's mostly, it's mostly lounge chairs and drinking beer. Uh, definitely like when people do gnarly things, people go crazy right. and when people crash, they also go crazy. Yeah. Um, but otherwise it's kind of just mostly people just hanging out with their sun hats because it's hot out there. And um, I would say it's, I think people want to be really hyped when they're there, but I think people are also very stressed out. Um, and I, a long I day too, right? That was kind of a long day. It's a long day. Yeah. You, we parked at five 30, um, actually slept in the van in the parking lot for a little bit. And then uh, you're pretty much out there from at least 8 AM until about four three or four, depending on when you leave. So it's, it's a long day in the sun and it's really cold when you get out there in the morning and then it's hot. It's desert. Yeah. Desert for you. And, um, no, I think, uh, I try not to tune in to the spectators cause sometimes people say, uh, ignorant things. Oh. Like I watched when, when Tom crashed, there was someone like a couple like bushes over from me. <laughs> and, um, you know, he was still down after like a couple minutes and they were getting ticked off. They're like, why do they still have this guy down there? That wasn't even that hard of a crash. Oh, that's, and that's, I'm in my head. Like, like I, I said it out loud, but not loud enough for you hear it. My girlfriend was like, stop, stop, stop. But I'm like, I'm like, dude, like you just don't even understand. Like he pretty much just went 30 feet to his back on the flat ground. Like that, it that, just, it was like kind of a really, Kind of like insensitive thing to say, I guess. I just kind of like things like that kind of take me off or like you get the random people out there who are like, oh, I can't wait till they close this down so I can come out and ride this stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm glad you're hyped, but maybe you should be careful. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's just ignorance. I mean, you can't really, they're probably drinking and they don't understand and they, they've never been up there. So they don't. Yeah, and it's, normally I I don't think I would care, but because I'm stressed, like I'm you well, know you I want my friends to do well, and I hear people like you know downplaying what they're doing, and I'm sitting here like, dude, like they could get really hurt right now. You know, you're wishing the best, and people just kind of don't get it, and they're like talking loud behind you, right. and just like, please be quiet. But otherwise, no, people are hyped, 
And yeah. I like seeing people all hype for mountain bikes. So, yeah. I mean, how many, how many spots do they have? What is the total number? Do you know? Cause I know they sold out. They sell out in like five minutes. I don't know. I've never tried to buy tickets. I don't, you don't even need to. Yeah. I've never, uh, I've never tried. Um, so I don't know how many they have, but I would say there's definitely a couple hundred people. Up is there, there like a Red Bull, like, like, uh, was like booth where you could buy all the stuff. Like everyone's out there buying all Red Bull stuff or sponsors or anything like, does it kind of like a little, yeah. Yeah. So set like up that way before the first run starts, uh, like I think KMC had a booth, a hundred percent had a booth. Um, there's a couple of booths. All the Red Bull stuff is down at the very bottom at the parking lot. Uh, so pretty much like that's like the day before that you would get that stuff. Um, otherwise, like food and water and stuff's pretty few and far between. You got to bring there. your own. You got to bring your own water bottle and they have like fill stations. Oh, okay. Um, because I'm usually either media or friends and family. The athlete lounge has food. So I go that's in cool. there. Get food. A perk. Nice perk. <laughs> yeah, a little perk. Hell yeah. That's cool. Man, what a what a cool. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, what a cool event. I, I, my Charlotte was trying to tell me like, hey, we need to do that. She also wants me to go to a World Cup, like maybe in Vermont or something. Like, oh yeah, like I've never been to a real World Cup. Like yeah. I've been to Sea Otter and stuff, but like just to go and like feel it, like it's on my bucket list. So I'm living like through you right now, like trying to feel it. Like that's why the questions are there. It's like, oh, what's it like? And I think cool. uh, I think a World Cup audience will probably be more hype. Cause I think they're, they're more like, you know, bang on stuff when people come by like speed, 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 yeah. you know? And I, I think there's just more, more action. That's the one thing about right. rampage when you're there, the action is insane, but there's, you know, this year there was 20 runs, which when you think about a world cup, if you're standing out there, you watch a hundred people go by. Was there so, a big screen to watch? Rampage? Yes. Yes. Okay. But from where I was, I couldn't see it. Okay. Yeah. There is a big screen. Um, I would say most spectators probably couldn't see it unless you were sitting in the finish corral. Oh yeah. Now is that how the judges see most of the stuff? Would you say? You no, know, I don't even know where they were this year. Um, usually, usually, uh, okay, let's say at 2018, 19, they were in a tent that was at the base, but at that venue, like I said, you were looking kind of straight at it. So from all of the tents you could see, I am pretty sure from where, wherever their tent could have been, no chance they were seeing it. So I'm pretty sure they were watching all on TV. But all the judges, they're there the whole two weeks walking everyone's line and really? seeing everything. Yes. Yeah, like Greg Watts, um, he's one of the judges, Nico Vink. Yeah. They spend time on the mountain because to properly judge that event, you have to know what each one of those riders is riding. You can't watch the TV and say that Brandon's jump is better than Jackson's. You got to go see both of them and see which one really looks gnarly. That's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, to not just to judge it, but to have to hike the mountain too. Like, yeah, like I guess all these things just make it make it even cooler, right? Like, yeah. Well, and what you're telling your, me is like it, it's like people would never know this stuff. Like, I it's mind blowing to know what goes into this because it's you know if you if you just log into your Red Bull app and put it on your TV or your phone. Like you don't, you don't know what's going on. You just, you're just watching cool stuff happen and, um, you know, want to see cool stuff. So, yeah. And you know, that's why I think that the, I usually think the judging at rampage is pretty fair one. Cause you've got actual riders right. doing it very highly respected people doing it. Um, but you know, if you go, if you go walk everyone's line and you're like, dude, Kurt Sorge is going to flip this or you're like Thomas thinking about front flipping this, you kind of already know in your head that that's coming. And so when you, when so they there's no surprise it, for those guys, they kind of know. I mean, there's definitely a little bit of a surprise. Maybe they didn't know Tom was going to front flip it, but they've still stood on that drop and they've been like, okay, a year ago or two years ago, Kurt Sorge flipped this. And they're like, then they see Tom fronting it and they remember what does that drop so look so like? What's the actual size? Like, so it's kind of scripted a little bit though. These guys kind of know what the runs are going to look like, right? Pre and kind of, I would say they definitely know a little bit. Um, you know, they knew Brandon was going to tail up that drop. They knew he was going to flat spin. They knew he was going to flip up at the bottom. Um, so they probably, when they're scoring people, you know, when you give out your first couple scores, you know what runs could be coming. You don't know if they're going to actually land it right. or actually pull through and do it, but you kind of have to leave room for what you know 
could be coming because you've I think, heard I think it. even like Cam like knows like they kind of know like they talk about it like Oh yeah, like Cam Cam thought Reed was gonna flip that step down because that was the original plan and then right. he, he didn't. Um but no they they know. Yeah. They and it's not it no, makes one's, better no t- one's really trying to keep a secret. No, but it makes better TV that yeah. they do know, right? Because if they were totally blind, they wouldn't have nothing to talk about. Like if they didn't know what lines are gonna happen and they know what tricks are gonna happen, they would just be like Let's wait for it. Let's see what's going to happen. But they kind of know like, okay, he's going to do this, you know, whatever. And they talk about it. Like, this is going to be exciting. And then when it happens, like, yeah, when it doesn't. I think that's the most interesting part about it. Like if you know, Reed is going to 360 this big drop and he's never 360 something that big before. And he's been thinking about it all week. And he just tested the feature before it this morning. Like it makes it much more interesting when he does his run than just being like, oh, this guy did this jump. He did this jump. He did this 360. Like it's, it's the whole story about each of those guys and their runs that really makes the event like what it is. There's nothing else like it. No. There's nothing else like it. No, and all those guys would be out there doing it without the event. And then I think that's the coolest part is it's like Rampage is literally what riding in Utah and filming with your friends is like. Like you build stuff, you hike, you try things for the first time, you might not make it the first time, you might crash, and then you gotta like do something gnarly on it. And it's like there's a story behind all of it. Yeah. I don't know. I it's hard to imagine anything more gnarly. Like, yeah, it's gnarly. I mean, I know the mega avalanche stuff is pretty crazy. They're <laughs> going like, you know, they're racing to their bikes in the snow, trying to ride down this ice. Oh, that's like, such a long race too. Yeah. Like there's, there's crazy stuff out there, but like that doesn't get the attention. Like I've had people send me videos of those things. Like, look, check this out. Bob, these guys are great. You know, running their bikes. They're down this ice. But I mean, I, I know that's crazy. And those guys are like, way out of the element slipping and sliding down this mountain, but it's, nothing's like free falling out of the sky onto like this dirt ramp and, you know, yeah. like and all the buildup and I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, so now you're talking about it and you're kind of reliving it right now. How does it make you feel about wanting to do some of that stuff? I mean, I, I would like to do it because I want to be like, I want the experience, yeah. but I'm, does it pump you up? Yeah. I mean, you know, especially yeah. watching, watching one of your best friends, like be up on the podium. You're just like, Oh dude, like that would be so sick. Yeah. But honestly for me, like the first thing I think about is I'm like, who would I have dig for me? And could I actually build a full line? Like that would stress me out. And then I've got to test it. Like when I'm out there riding with Reed, you know, we're both testing it or sometimes I guinea pig, but a lot of times it's him. He's better at guinea pitting things. So I'd be like, I got to try this by myself. That's kind of scary. Let's be honest. Has anything stopped you before? Right now, up to this point, has anything stopped you? Like you've done, you've done no, so, usually, you've done usually so much if stuff. I feel like I want to do something, I probably at least attempt to make it yeah. happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you, if you wanted to, I've, I mean, as you know, anything, you know, the stuff better than I do and you know, your, your entourage, I guess, <laughs> but I mean, you have enough, um, like you've lived enough, you have enough friends in place. I'm sure if you wanted to put together a package and event that you want to do. I'm pretty sure you, there's people that got your back. I mean, you're, you're making me want to go dig for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it will like, try for 2023. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if I didn't have the crazy life I do as busy as I am and have a family and all stuff, I'd be like, Hey, like you want to come just like screw water on like this mountain for me and like help me break. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I'm buying my ticket right now. You got me pumped up. Like just wanting to help you just, just, just kind of further. your like everything you've done. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of excited. Like that's, I'm excited you're here and I'm excited that like there's potential that you, you know, you might, you know, have maybe not rampage, but you never know. I mean, obviously yeah, that, well, probably if, not off the table, but like to have some events to maybe some big events, just like you had before that you didn't get filmed, didn't get photos for your family, but maybe there's some cool stuff coming that you, you could attempt and, and, um, you know, work your way up to that we could see and, and watch. Well, yeah. It. And if it's not, if it's not like an event like rampage, I would definitely say one of my like biggest pursuits is like film projects. Like I definitely think when it comes to like big mountain free ride kind of stuff, hopefully you'll be seeing more of me in like big video projects. Yeah. Like that would be safer. Like the goal. Um, so like definitely, you know, going to push for more of that. Just, ride that kind of stuff more either put out video parts of my own, you know, some old new world disorder type stuff or, uh, you know, yeah. TGR I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. You, it, 
you love doing that stuff and whatever you could do to further your, your bike school, you know, and, and keep it fun, keep it interesting, keeping you, in, you know, excited what you're doing. It's kind of a big, kind of seems like, you know, as you get a little older, might be more of that push, but yet you can still push yourself and have fun and maybe do a contest or two and maybe yeah. work your way. That's respectable for sure. I mean, you got a, you got a business. And uh, I mean, when I got hurt a couple of years ago, I broke my scapula and seven ribs and punctured both my lungs. Like it was definitely like, dang, we just had a baby too. So like, it was a pretty big <laughs> setback. My wife is pretty, pretty bummed. And like, are you kidding me right now? Like you just, you know, so like, I like, okay. So honestly, like even like Strava around here racing around, like I'm not as fast as I, I used to try to be on purpose. Like I just, I go for it, but my mind always grabs more break than just because I'm like, ah. You know, so you get a little older, you start thinking about those things, but you're still young and <laughs> you got goals and you can still have fun and, and push those limits. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I've got. I mean, do you have anything else you want to add about, about, about Nick Hilton that you want to talk about? I mean, is there anything else? I mean, obviously we're off the cuff here still, but, um, anything that you have that you want to talk about that you're excited about? I mean, I know you got a beautiful family. I uh, love your dad, and your mom. They're awesome, you know. So I, I enjoy seeing seeing you guys come in and and uh, hanging out. And your dad's pumped on mountain biking a little bit, and he's been going to the U and jumping a little bit. So it's cool to see him excited on bikes too. You know, it's a cool family like atmosphere between you and your dad. Yeah, no, like uh, my dad is definitely the reason why I've gotten into bikes like I have. And so we did a pretty big project out in Utah a couple weeks ago. Can't really talk about it, but. Um, both my parents and my girlfriend were there for one of the biggest things I've ever done on a, on a bike. And that was the first time my mom has seen me ride in person in probably 10 years. And my dad, other than like some small jumps, when I ride with him, it's the first time he's seen me in six or seven years do something big. And so like them being able to be a part of the experience of like sitting in the hot tub, the Airbnb the night before, kind of just like talking through how I, you know, it's probably going to be fine tomorrow. It's probably going to, you know, kind of just being like, hopefully, you know, hopefully the hot tub experience tomorrow night is, is very different. And, you know, just kind of talking like they know what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen. And then being there the next day and it, everything goes mostly smooth that, and that just put, like, it was, it was cool. Like it was really yeah, cool. That puts cool a thing. whole like new twist to, to Nick Hilton, right? Like you've been on your own, you traveled on your own, you saved up, you've done all these things. And then now you're sitting there about to do something crazy, but now you're not just talking to your buddies, drinking a Red Bull vodka on the bus. Like now you're, now you're telling your parents like, dude, I'm going to do something pretty crazy. And you guys are going to see it. It's like, was that, was that, was that crazy to you? Or was that, did it affect you at all? Or was it pumped you um, more? I would say neither, uh, pretty uh, numb to it. I would say it's like, when I'm in my own zone, I'm in my own zone. I don't know who's there. I don't know who's looking. I don't care if the camera's rolling. doesn't matter. Um, like That's the way to go. I'm there's sure. a lot of times where I do something when the cameraman's not ready because I was ready and I wasn't about to wait for him. And it, oh. then I regret it afterwards because I'm like, oh, I wish somebody would have got that. Oh. Uh, it's happened before. But no, my my parents even asked, their, or my mom did. My dad didn't. But my mom was like, oh, like do you want us to be there or is that going to like freak you out? I'm like, it's the mom. I'm like, right? literally I'm not, I think that was her trying to say, do I have to be there? Like, I don't really want to watch for sure, it, for sure. but I was like, I was like, no, like literally like I'll talk to you guys in the morning, but the second the gear comes on, there's not really going to be any communication. Yeah. Cause I'm just in my own. If I feel like I need to talk, I will. Otherwise like I'm just in my zone. I'm just riding. And, and like in that instance for that specific thing, I was, I was more calm than I've ever been. Like I just knew it was going to work and it yeah. worked. So, well, you're, you're in your craft, right? Like that's, yeah. that's what you do, you know, but I just was wondering like, if it made a difference, like talking to your parents, like having to tell them like you're doing something crazy, but normally you just tell your buddies, but I mean, it, it's definitely different because it's like, you're, you know, when, when it's with your friends, they're doing the same thing. You kind of have to like, it almost kind of calms you down. Cause when you, when you're telling like your parents about it or someone who's like, you know, cares about you, like you almost have to like downplay it. Oh, for you, sure. you have to, you oh, have yeah, to like yeah. downplay and be like, Oh no, it's, if something goes wrong, it's, it's not catastrophic when it really is pretty catastrophic if it goes wrong. What well, is the relationship dynamic? Yeah. You know, but 
No, I mean, I, I mean, I can't relate to that. But you know, in racing, you get on the gate, you know, whatever. Like, you don't really worry about who's watching. You nah, just, it doesn't. You're just, doesn't you're just make in a difference. It, in it to win it didn't matter. You know what to do. That's cool. Now, did they? Did they want to go to more events? Did they? Did they say like, "Hey, that would be cool"? Like, like, did they say anything about that, or how do they feel afterwards? Oh, I think my parents would have loved to be at Rampage. Yeah, yeah. Um, they weren't able to because the timing, and they didn't have tickets. Um, but Taylor, Taylor got to go, my girlfriend. That's cool. And uh, after the first runs, she didn't really want to watch anymore, but she knew Reed still had to drop in, and she was very excited for him. Um, but. She was definitely, you know, watching some people fall down, a lot of people fall down, and knowing the crashes that had happened and being out there with us all week. Like, she was pretty, uh, she, she likes it, but she's also like, she's very, uh, wants everyone to do good. So, whether someone falls and doesn't get hurt or does get hurt, she's very sad for them because she's like, oh, I knew they wanted to do well. She just wants yeah. everyone to win. Yeah. Makes but sense. Otherwise, she's very, um, she's very good with it. Like, um, she'll always film when I need her to film something, she doesn't, she doesn't get too worried. Uh, if I crash, she does get worried. But then if I complain about it the next day, then she's like, well, you shouldn't have crashed. Like smack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I took a crash at Highland and, um, I walked, I, you know, the medic had to come and everything. And the medic only came because I guess I was sitting there for too long. I was just like trying to contemplate why, what happened happened. And I was just laughing with my friends. The medic came, and then he did the whole concussion thing. And I was like, when I saw him coming, I was like, oh, dudes, we got to go. Because I was like, we sat here too long. And so uh, they cleared me. I was fine. Um, but I'm, you know, ripped my shirt. I'm all dirty. Yeah. And so I went into the van that was in the Highland parking lot, opened the door. And I was like, I fell down. <laughs> she was like, why? And I was like, no, I fell down hard. And then, so I chilled for a while, like iced my neck. So I had real bad whiplash. And I was like, you know what? The only thing that's going to make me feel better is I'm going to go do another run. So I got on the chairlift. Crazy. I got on the chairlift. Crazy. And when I got down, I feel my phone vibrating and I saw an ambulance down there. And I was like, oh, I bet that's Taylor. And I answer the phone and she's like, where are you? I was like, I'm at the bottom of the hill. Did you think that was me in the ambulance? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) I think that's why they pan like, all those big events they always pan to the wife or girlfriend, like you know, oh, yeah. you know, to see like their reactions. And oh see. yeah, it's Real Housewives. You yeah, know, it's it, trying it, to get the get the emotion out of it because they're going to be the emotional ones. Like, yeah, we'll be like, oh, I'm hurt. You know, brush it off. Let me get up. Give me a you know, give me a no, give, they're me, the give me a doing, beer. Doing the the hands over the nose and they're the, hugging their kid like yeah, they're squeezing. So that's cool. And then um, we'll, we'll wrap this up. But uh, I mean, speaking of Taylor, like I think you got her riding a bike too a little bit. Yeah, I got her on a bike at Highland. Yeah, got her to ride ride a couple yeah. trails. She really wants me to get her one of her own so she can ride her own. Oh, naturally. Um, which uh, I need to find more space in the van. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to take out one of my two, which is pretty hard for me to do. So <laughs> hilarious. No, I would I would definitely like to get her a trail bike though, so she can ride more. Right now, she just she loves to go on bike rides like on the flat. Yeah. But we're trying to get her more on the trails. Uh, she's a little bit afraid of turning. The turns, the turns are what's scary. So I would like to, we're going to spend a lot more time in Utah over the winter and stuff. And a lot of bike parks, like just building her basic skills, pump cool. tracks. Like, I think that'll be really helpful for her. That's like next Nick Hilton. No, like next Nick. No, okay. You know, it's Nick. Like, no, okay. Family man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is right. Like it's you're teaching kids to her, right? Like, I mean, it's right there, right? It's, it's like, now you're just, you're, you're, you're just putting what you love and giving it to somebody else, like yeah, exactly at, at all levels, right? And so if you give it to her, it's someone you're you're passionate with. And if you could, you know, I mean, when I when I met Shiloh, we like we started dating. The first thing we did is take go on a mountain bike ride. This is a quick story. Literally a week later, she's racing my hardtail at Fontana XC. Like I'm like <laughs> keep her, you yeah, know, that's like rad. Like and she was on like a large Cove hardtail with like, and she's racing and going for it. Pictures you could see. She's just like, I'm like, oh, dang, like. I just passed this on. This is amazing. Like it was a good feeling. So good That's for awesome. you. Um, it's a good life to ride together. I mean, even at the base level of cruising. So I'm happy for you. Um, we'll wrap it up. Um, oh, man, I really want to thank you for dude, all the insight, um, the stories, um, God, the fun. I, I really lived really, really well through you tonight. Like this is cool. Uh, you really pumped me up. Um, 
I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Um, you got a lot to tell, a lot to give. Obviously, you got more to give. Um, to, to continue on, I hope you a ton of success. And if I could help you out any way down the road, man, I've always got your back. And I've tried that, you know, you know that already. So I can get all emotional because I get like that. It's, <laughs> it's personal for me. I love helping people and I, I, I love that you help people. I think that's my favorite part about the story, even though like the rampage is awesome and your story is really cool. But to me, help people is great. Um, you're helping me tonight by being here. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, man, just just keep pushing and keep having fun with it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I've never done a podcast, and it was I was very excited and yeah. uh, just appreciate it. It's good good talking, and I got lots more stories if you ever want to have me back. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, we'll, we'll <laughs> I def- got some that aren't as appropriate either, but no, we could tell them. I mean, this isn't, <laughs> I I didn't really. I'm not really like this. Has to be a, a PG podcast. Um, I want it to be real and, uh, stories to be fun and they could be raw. I mean, it's not like I'm going to have kids listen to this, but, um, dude, just, if we keep it fun, I we'll mean, bring, I'm, we'll bring some IPAs next time. Dude, we'll dive into the fun stuff. Oh yeah. I already have some, some <laughs> bullet here. We could sip. So, all right, man, I appreciate you. I'm signing off. You guys have a good night. I appreciate you. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Wow. What a cool life, huh? Nick's got it going on. Um, basically, I hope you got your mind blown. Like I said, I did. Um, if you want to follow Nick a little more um, on Instagram, it's Nick N I C underscore N O underscore K. Basically, on Facebook, it's Nick Hilton N I C H I L T O N. Uh, that makes it that makes it pretty easy. Um, also, if you want to follow his YouTube, it's just N I C. Hilton, Nick Hilton. Um, if you want to check out his bike school, uh, it's learn.schoolofbikes.com. It comes right up. Uh, should be able to find that. You can sign up for that. Pretty cool. If you want to learn some tricks and have him give him some pointers. Um, definitely a cool kid you want to follow. He does all kinds of crazy stuff. His past videos are crazy. Um, his new stuff's pretty crazy. He's got some, his YouTube's got a whole bunch of really cool videos of uh, him being super creative. Uh, with him on his bike and his buddies on their bikes. Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out um, your free time. So I uh, hope you guys join these two. Uh, I definitely enjoyed them and uh, definitely got a lot more to come. You guys, hope you enjoying the uh, podcast here of Let's Talk Bikes. And uh, I know I am. And uh, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Again, if you have any questions uh, or want to be on here, got a bio, got uh Interesting life, some stuff you want to talk about. Don't be shy. I'm always uh, always down to get you guys in here and, and uh, have you talk about it and, and uh, talk bikes, man. That's my favorite thing. Signing off.